0: Hello and welcome to a special episode of Super Pop Writer's Room. As always, I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron. And I asked Shane Kanto to join me.
1: How's it going, everyone?
0: Shane, I, I asked you to do it because it's been a while since we've had you on a on a mini-review. And it's been a while since you've been on the show, too. But you're going to be on in two weeks. Ooh, uh, I've so missed it. Yeah, and I just thought, you know, <laughs> Shane typically sees a lot of those indie films. But what about a disaster blockbuster? I know you see those, too, but like... I, I try to reserve you for the ones that I'm like nobody else has seen this except for Shane, or nobody else is going to see this except for Shane. I try to reserve you for some. That's thing. a safe bet. But it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done these reviews. I mean, there's yeah. monthly ones going on at Patreon, which by the way you can check out later this week. Um, Death on the Nile, uh, one coming to Patreon. Um, so there's that, and you can check out last month's Scream episode. That's the that's the ones that are available over there exclusively at uh, ten dollars a month or up. But here we are to talk about Moonfall, um, <laughs> because I really wanted to see it, and I was like, if I'm going to go see it, might as well do a review, right? That's fair. Shane, Moonfall, did you like it, love it, hate it, dislike it, or think it's just okay?
1: I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, and you're wait. also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're also a person that, like, you saying you hate something is close to an anomaly, Right.
1: Yeah, like, well, there's that, like, I try not to be mean about things. I try to find a silver lining. And, like, I feel like if you're going into this movie and you just want to see a bunch of big blockbuster type disaster moments and, you know, some space stuff, it's like, it has that. Mm -hmm. You got to wait, like, an hour and a half (laughs) into this movie. yep, But it has it. For 30 minutes, 40 minutes, because this was a 2-hour and 10-minute movie.
0: Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hated it, too. Um, and again, I don't say that lightly. I very rarely say I hate movies. Um, but look, we're, we're. I think we're going to get into spoilers pretty quickly on this. Um, just because I want to talk about all the things that I hate about this movie. And one of them is that like, this is a movie that anytime the trailer was on, I immediately got a smile and that smile never left my face until I turned to my wife and nodded and she just looked at me and like you're a moron why do you want to see that crap. Turns out she was right. So, so <laughs> but this you know isn't not the, this is not the movie that the trailer's advertised and we can no, get into the, this what? isn't dumb it is it is dumb. This isn't Moon's making a beeline to Earth. Figure your crap out. This is uh this is a different movie.
1: This is <laughs> So For me, I remember when I first saw the trailer, I was that Robert Downey Jr. eyes roll back and head meme, because the second the tagline came on, it was like, this time, the moon comes to us. And I'm like, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) And yes, I thought this was going to be a dumb, fun movie. And then the new trailer- Yeah, and then I kept rolling my eyes when they started playing Bad Moon
0: Rising! Hold on, I love that. Don't you dare. I loved that. I thought it was perfect. And I love the rendition of that.
1: It would have been perfect if this movie actually had a sense of humor, besides one comic relief character. But this movie takes itself way too seriously. The the comic relief
0: character, that is also definitely the driving force of the brains behind the movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Like... And his humor feels so weird in this movie, because everything else is so serious about it. And besides, like, oh, I'm sorry, well, I don't want to spoil that for anybody who is going to watch the movie, so I'll wait until we start with spoilers. But the opening scene is just silly, until it's not. And then it gets really serious out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) Look, look, uh, let's, let's focus on the positives of this movie. There's one positive of this movie. And that is that visual effects department doing an incredible job. Um, the CGI is top notch. Um, Mm -hmm. the, everything about it. And this is a CGI heavy film. Um, this movie looks gorgeous. Um, there's never moments that I'm going to be like, Oh, that doesn't look good. Or like lots of things. There's a couple moments that I questioned why things looked certain ways like ah uh, okay so no I'll save that I'll save that um cause We're just it selling
1: is, why people should wait until the end
0: <laughs> to keep watching like, the rest he, of this video well and here's and here's my thing is like please don't go see this movie but it'll probably be it'll it'll probably be a fun time to stick around and talk us dunk on this movie but yeah my one positive is the CGI is incredible um, none of the actors are are good um, they all think they're in a different movie, um, except for I think each of them.
1: They they might be in a different movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that each of them might be in different movies. Um, Holly Berry thinks this is her gravity, and Patrick Wilson thinks this is like a a, a serious comedy, and you know, or, or just just a comedy. And Samuel Tarley thinks this is, uh, you know, uh, a mix of both. Um, definitely, Holly Berry didn't didn't fit in this movie um yeah none of them are good um they're not they're not like bad like they're not bad actors they're just like you can tell that even they don't want to be there um but yeah visual effects department great um this and this movie is 40 minutes too long absolutely yes
1: and you can easily pick the subplots and stuff that could definitely get cut out
0: of this movie yep pretty much anybody that's not the three main characters can go um, like there is, so there's like
1: a good four to five antagonists in this movie. One's the moon. One I can't really talk about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rednecks. Mm-hmm. The government yep. and their nukes yep. blow everything up with nukes. Yep. And I feel like I'm forgetting one, but I get just
0: like, why? Um, Karen. <laughs> maybe oh oh um no how about yeah carrot Karen. <laughs> Karen, karen's an antagonist for like 15 seconds no uh, probably the other antagonist is just um like nasa right like yeah and in, in, in two regards yeah, number one is because of their reaction to the moon is coming we have to do something about it and the other one is the opening scene and and how they choose to react to yeah. what happens in the opening scene. So, like, in two ways, NASA is also an antagonist until and, everybody uh, leaves.
1: Donald Sutherland probably got a nice paycheck to show up for a couple minutes mm-hmm. just disappear.
0: Yeah, casual implied suicide, you know? Um, yeah. Oh, yep!
1: <laughs> if that
0: should tell you enough about this movie. Casual implied suicide.
1: And this movie jumps the shark. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so far... Like, you get to a point, and there's so much exposition. So yeah, exposition. And you just get to the point where there is a distinct point in this movie where you just realize this movie is too ridiculous and not in on the joke. Yes. Like, why is this movie not having more fun with how absurd it is? Like, at least you could say, like, (laughs) at least Independence Day Resurgence knows it's a big, dumb movie.
0: Yeah, I liked Independence Day Resurgence a lot more than this movie. Although I think I like that movie more than anybody else does. And it's I think it's because I like the idea of what that movie is. I don't know that I like the movie itself, but I like the idea of the aliens I... are only now returning, but it is their second wave and wormholes, you know, and time like makes all that stuff happen and set up for a big, you know, bombastic, 400 million dollar, you know, Matrix Revolutions kind of movie, you know, like I was like, and oh, then like- the next
1: stinger at the end of it, where you're just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> just like we're never getting a third
0: Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, and look, I'd rather have that than this movie. Which, look, all right, Shane, I was so ready to love this movie because <laughs> I love the trailers. I got myself a big old icy. I saw yep. it in a big screen format, and I got myself a big old bucket of, bucket of popcorn. And um, and it failed you. It. I still. <laughs> it. Uh, I think. Look. I'm definitely not recommending this movie, but I am recommending you stick around and talk about the podcast, regardless whether you've seen it or not. Would you say the same?
1: Yes, because at least you'll find out going into this movie, what this movie is really about. Yep. Which like, yeah. So, so
0: here's your spoiler warning. If, if you really care, hop off now, but if you don't, and I hope you don't, all right, here we go. Um, I called my wife as soon as the movie was over. Actually, she called me. I was on my way back from the movie and I told her, I went to go see the big dumb moon movie. And she's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, and you were right. Cause she was like, I have no interest in that. I'll go see, marry me that dumb rom-com. Um, marry and you me, can go me, see moon while, while I do that. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a fine day. Well, we'll, we'll go, we'll get a bucket of popcorn. We'll divide it into two and we'll go see different movies. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I I told her like you were totally right because here's the thing. Here's what I expect this movie to be: the moon is for some reason taking a beeline at the Earth, and it's going to collide. That's the movie I was promised. And Shane, this isn't news to you, but this is news. Uh, yo, this I just got to get the give the plot outline to people. What happens is the the moon changes gravitational pull, so it's pulling oh. in closer to the Earth. Yeah, sorry. The moon <laughs> uh, pulls <laughs> gravitational closer to Earth, so that its orbit is going to be. You have three weeks until the moon just collides with Earth and wipes out all of humanity as we know it, and everybody thinks that going to Colorado is going to save them, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, but the um, what what we find out is that Samuel Tarley, I don't know his name in the movie, and I don't know the actor's name, so I'm going to call him Samuel John Tarly. Bradley. There we go. I'd like to say Not the actual character. <laughs> um, so he is one of those people that he, he discovers it. And although it seems like NASA discovered it at about the same time, but here's somebody outside of NASA that discovered it. So um, so he um, has figured out what's going on and he believes that the moon is some sort of
1: it's megastructure.
0: Not, megastructure. That's what it is. It's not. It's, it's not something... There's a power core inside, most likely a white dwarf star, that they somehow harnessed the energy of and built essentially halo rings around this thing and then encapsulated it and made it... Uh, and then we just know it as the moon at this point, but it's not you know, just a floating piece of rock in the sky. So... And he's right. And it gets worse, because his theory the whole time is aliens made it. And by the way, there's this, like swarm and, of things. Looks like a bunch of flies. Um after It's the, the black cloud monster it is, from Lost. It is the Black Cloud Monster <laughs> from Lost. So <laughs> so he thinks it's aliens that make it this whole time. And eventually they get up there and of course they gotta yada yada stuff, stuff to get them to the center of the moon to figure out why things are going on. And so this black cloud monster is covering the white dwarf's energy which makes the moon somehow go closer to Earth. Which Don't think about it. Yeah, don't think about it. Just (laughs) but if the but every time the Black Cloud thing isn't on the core, it tries to realign itself in its natural orbit. And eventually the aliens, you know like
1: Tractor Beam.
0: Tractor beam knowledge. The Patrick uh, Patrick Wilson's character. Wilson, yeah, I want to say Stuart. It wasn't. Patrick Wilson characters. Reveal to him all that's going on. So The swarm is artificial intelligence that ancient humans created. And then ancient humans, who were more sophisticated than us, made the moon.
1: Which then made Earth.
0: Which then made Earth. (laughs) And they made the moon as a defense against this swarm. Well, they were already making the moons to Inhabit other planets, but only so as they were making these moons to colonize other planets, and you know, to people could be colonized on the moon until then. And the black swarm was this artificial intelligence that humans used the way that we use them, and they felt in the artificial intelligence gained sentience, and it was like, We're enslaved, we don't like that, so we're gonna kill all the humans, and that's exactly what happened and then there's only one moon and so the moon goes over there and yeah it makes the earth and it makes the solar system actually i think uh no 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 it's just making the earth it just looks like it's making the solar system makes the earth yeah. and then sends dna down there so it makes humans yep and then 10 years ago the swarm finally finds this moon again yes this movie is so stupid all right, Shane, I told you I told you. I laughed I had a smile on my face approximately one time in this movie
1: uh-huh.
0: um, which I had a smile on my face the entire trailer and it's not a good smile I had in the movie I laughed out loud again, we're in spoiler section when the very end of the very last scene of the movie and Samuel Tar- Tarley, who sacrifices himself um, to detonate the bomb to permanently kill the swarm and the moon has him and it's like He's like, am I dead? He's like, you're part of the moon now. It's like, what? <laughs> they what? have,
1: they have Johnny Depp transcendenced him I into laughed. the
0: moon motherboard. I laughed so hard in the theater. I think the other people in the theater was just like, I think they were all th- look. There's no way anybody can like this movie. So I think I misunderstood understood when I just busted out laughing.
1: Um, I saw Heath's review. Which was one of the most scathing things I've ever seen on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. but so I have some notes. So yeah, just yeah. I just needed to tell people
0: yeah. what this movie actually is. <laughs> so
1: specifically about the moon. One, I saw this with my two friends to cheer them up
0: uh-huh. because
1: we needed to go watch this movie and make fun of it and laugh at it the whole time. Yeah. So one, my friend Joe's like. They literally are being attacked by the opening credits sequence of Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> With the light in the middle yes. and all the big rings around it. Yes. Two, when they kept talking about white dwarfs and they flew into the moon and it looked like Nevada of And I'm like, where is Eitri, a.g. Peter Dinklage from Avengers Infinity War here? Because it looked like ripped right out of that. Two. Or three, I guess. This movie rips off a bunch of stuff from the movie Oblivion mm. with Tom Cruise, which rips off almost every science fiction movie that came before it. So you're literally copying off of the person who copied off of everybody else's homework. Yes. So this turned into the Terminator. Robophobe over here is just like, this is why we can't have nice things and why we can't trust technology. And <laughs> this movie is just like, this could have easily just been the moon's going to crash into the earth, Major's Mask level, just the moon's going to crash into the earth. But for some ungodly reason, they decided to find all of these conspiracy theories about um, megastructure, megastructologists, and all kinds of stuff. Are who, these
0: actual real people?
1: I have a feeling they are, because, and they, it's true. And then this whole exposition dump that the moon ray beams into Patrick Wilson's head. I'm just like,
0: okay, Megastar is is a very large artificial object, although the limits of precisely how large may vary considerably. It looks like it's typically buildings on Earth.
1: It was no moon
0: necessarily. It was a space space. station.
1: (laughs) This was the Death Star. Yes. And I said that out loud in the theater. <laughs> so they're flying towards it. I'm like, this is no moon. This is a space station. So, other notes. So, when Patrick Wilson busts into the mega structuralist meeting in the conference, like a conference area of a hotel, mm-hmm. and then they cut away to a diner. And it's like, did they leave the hotel, like, did they drive away from the hotel? No, in the well, no, just because they're, they're still there when... But how did they have a diner in the middle of a hotel?
0: Okay, there we go. That's it. I was <laughs> going to say, no, because they're still at the same place yeah. <laughs> when, the, when the floods start coming. So it must just be... Look, I know that, that's not that uncommon, you know, the first floor of a hotel to have a cafe or something like that. But it's I don't think they
1: were on the hotel. first floor. Yeah, I don't think they were
0: either. You're right. <laughs> what... You're right. So there's no logic in the
1: setup of the settings. There's just like random things in this movie, and my friend Joe busted out laughing when John Bradley's character is standing there staring at this giant wave coming, flashes away, and then he screams, "I can't swim!" And then he's just like, "Of course he can't swim." Obviously, he stood there and just stared at a giant wave coming in on him. Why? Why did you have the two guys who were helping them all out with the launch keep them there just long enough so we could watch them brutally get destroyed by this, what, gravity wave? So, like, not a tsunami, but a gravity wave. Yep. Why the heck did Charlie Plummer, random Asian character who I, like, I would have bet money that they were going to try to start a romantic subplot with those two characters. (laughs) Why did they get out of the car? and stare face-to-face with a giant wave and like, oh no, we should probably get back in the car. Yep. Um, When did this movie turn into Tokyo Drift in Colorado, running away from a bunch of angry
0: rednecks? Yep. And where did they get these characters from? South Park? And look, I I get, and I even like exploring the idea myself of how do humans react to other humans in the wake of an apocalypse of something outside of humans, you know? It's become the thing, the, the main thing to do with zombies. Um, you know, I, I, I get it. But it's totally unnecessary. Because there was enough conflict with the military stuff, too. It could have been the family reaches the military base, finds out they're trying to nuke everything and like, hey, we don't want you to do that. Like, there's your conflict. Yeah. You can still have that conflict. But these characters aren't needed in the slightest. Michael Pena, why was
1: he in this movie?
0: All right, let's talk about him for a minute. Yeah. Alright, so this movie chooses to do two sacrifices, right? It's a disaster movie. There's gonna be some sacrifices, there always are, and there's mm-hmm. there's one of two or there's one of three ways that they're taken. Great, right? I understand, and I feel emotionally bad that this person is no longer gonna be there. Bruce
1: Willie at the end of our end of Armageddon.
0: <laughs> Yes, absolutely, right? Then there's super cheesy, right? And these are already for your pretty typical cheesy movies. This is your, probably your, like, Ken Watanabe in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Right? Either super cheesy or just doesn't make any sense. The movie just wants to do it. Then there's completely unearned character sacrifices. Char- that Like, you literally just, like, I don't know why they're doing it. And I don't care that this person's dying. First of all, I didn't care if anybody died in this movie. Um, not a single person, uh, which is a problem for your disaster movie. Mm-hmm. But but when you when you add in your char- these characters making sacrifices and like Michael Pena taking off his oxygen mask so that he can get to his so that he can give it to his daughter should have had me bawling. And instead, I was like, I didn't like him anyway. I'm glad he's dead. and with the samuel tarley one i'm sitting there i'm like look they're not going to kill holly berry because she has something to live for right she has the ex-husband who she's starting to get along with a little bit better and they have a kid together and they both love their kid this isn't neither of them are deadbeats right so they're not going to kill her so it leaves you to samuel tarley or the patrick wilson character but the samuel tarley character just has the mom who's already old and has Alzheimer's and a cat that she's taking care of. Name um, Fuzz uh, Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin. Yep. But Patrick Wilson still has his kids. And even though he doesn't have a good relationship with them, he still has them. So, like, it's it's obvious that it's one of those two, but it's probably going to be Samuel Tarley. Did you notice Patrick Wilson's reaction when he found out that Michael Peña was dead? He <laughs> smiled. He got happy that his ex that his ex wife's new husband is dead.
1: Michael Pena needed to die so that Patrick Wilson could get back with his ex wife.
0: I don't know that I understand
1: back. that in this movie. This is the logic of this movie. No, I
0: don't understand, but it- and it's like again, he had a pretty noble death, but they're just like, yo, know, where's whatever his name is, where's Jeff, and then somebody's like, he didn't make it, and he like smiles. It's like, dude. <laughs> I get he's it, you've like, seen some stuff. He's just like, yes! He's like, score!
1: How many divorces does this movie need? Like, did we have to have like both Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson are divorce? Like, that, that's a thing, too. This movie has way too much setup. Yep. Like, way too much. Too many yep. characters, too much setup, and it takes forever. Like, this movie's boring. And I... What bothers me the most is like people are like, well, this is some big, dumb fun. I'm like, there's no fun in this. Nope, there's this no movie fun in this. No, this. This should movie. be big, dumb fun, and this isn't. No, this movie takes itself way too seriously. And I think the biggest thing is, like, crazed conspiracy guy, Donald Sutherland, who's just, like, loading his gun to shoot himself and then rolls out and it just, like, looks deranged. And you're just, like... This asshole has been covering this up for decades, and then just uh, like exactly, uh, they definitely tell about the fact that he went back, rolled his wheelchair back, and shot himself. Right? He said, he "I have like, some
0: business waiting for me in there," and the business on he's my desk. to is his loaded gun.
1: <laughs> and this movie didn't do Halle Berry any favors. Nope. you know Patrick Wilson's a really charming guy. They just... None of these characters are written well. Um I feel like... Like, John Bradley's characters, every nerdy guy trope you could possibly find in a disaster movie all rolled into one. And he is, like, forced comic relief of, like... When Halle Berry asks Patrick Wilson, he's just like, Say yes. Right. <laughs> just like, Dude, come on.
0: Well, and... We, you, we were talking about some of the romances as well, and there's... Luckily, there's never, like, a big kiss moment. But there is definitely, like, you can start to see some romantic ten- t- tension with the um, the tutor, the Asian tutor, and the the son that starts off in prison. And simply because they're young, attractive people, naturally, that means that they're going to be attracted to each other. They're <laughs> about the same age, and they're not ugly. So, like... You know, (laughs) um, they're they're going to be together. Right. And, you know, luckily it doesn't spend too much time doing doing anything like that. But like I get the feeling they were even implying that Patrick Wilson and Holly Berry were having a thing at the end because like the way that they like they never kiss. They never hold hands. Nothing like that. But he's just like, we make a pretty good team, don't we? It's just but like it's kind of said in a way that's like we make a pretty good team, don't we? You want to bang? Like
1: <laughs> I'm obnoxiously bouncing my eyebrows up and down for those right, who are listening. Right. What to they this said
0: podcast. was do you make a good team. What they meant was, do you want to go get a room?
1: So now I can talk about this because I didn't want to yeah. spoil this. Because
0: yeah, please. And also, I
1: have a fun side story to go along with this. But when they started playing Africa at the beginning of this movie, I'm just like, wait, what? And Patrick Wilson starts singing to it, and then my t- my friend Matt, my friend Matt, and my friend Joe are both on my YouTube channel with me. Matt's just like, "It's not even that good of a song," and I just like,
0: "You need a like death scared,"
1: and then Joe's like, "Yeah, Weezer did it better." I'm like,
0: "Weezer did it the same." <laughs> that was the point of Weezer's album was they're all the same. They're not different.
1: Toto. Is a national treasure. So that <laughs> African- <is good. laughs> at and just the beginning of it, I'm like, okay, this seems like it has a sense of humor. After that, none, like no sense of humor, except for a forced comic relief character. I'm just like, this movie, like this is from Roland Emmerich. Yep. Look, look, he made Independence Day. Yeah,
0: and that's a, and which that's a I would have
1: killed for some Goldblum in this movie. This movie
0: oh, this was needed
1: Goldblum. some gold bloom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Will Smith. Like you just needed a charismatic person. I would even have taken Randy Quaid from Independence
0: Dude, Day. I would take yeah. Dennis Quaid. Come on. That's how bad this movie is.
1: Dennis Quaid at this point in his career just shows up and acts crazy and everything and that would have added something to this movie. Um and but this also was Giant Iguana Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So he made that.
0: He made, he the, made Patriot, the Patriot, is really good, but that's not a disaster movie.
1: <laughs> I love The Patriot, yes, but you know, movie. it's a big budget, epic movie. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I guess, depending who you ask about Mel Gibson, if it's a disaster movie to watch now. <laughs> um, I don't
0: want to ask Mel Gibson much of anything. <laughs>
1: no, but like this man made 2112. Uh, not 12, 2012. See, it, this movie should have had Russia in it. That would have made me enjoy mm-hmm. this movie so much more.
0: They do have casual references to China and Russia. <laughs> of course, they did. Yeah, Moonfall did have, to have sell a sell casual. This movie. Movie. We we don't have any of that stuff. Yeah, it's in a museum, but China's willing to give us part of this thing. It's like, thanks, China. Why not also people to operate the thing? <laughs> did did Moonfall release in China
1: yet? Because, like, I heard it's not releasing in Canada, which I thought was interesting. Oh, um, was interesting. But this Probably movie because they ten- were like, this is bad. <laughs> this movie made $10 million this weekend. Spider-Man I'm No Way shocked. Home. shocked.
0: Almost made more money than this. And this is a $140 million film. I'm shocked this movie made so little money because I was talking with Heath on Xbox the other night. And he's like, Jackass Forever will beat Moonfall at the box office. And I'm like, not a chance. By double. Because who cares about Jackass anymore other than me? Like, you know, the people. I would right? But like, but like the people that the audience was for in the original run are now like dads. Like, do they really want Just to so go see the fourth one? <laughs> so. Yo, and Moonfall, this big Roland Emmerich guy that made a Independence Day disaster movie. Like. I know which one I'm. I'm picking you know, I mean, I probably was. I don't know. I was equally excited for both movies, um, but like,
1: oh, I've been smiling at that Jackass Forever trailer since like July. Yeah, when they like, started playing it.
0: But I was just like, "There's not a chance Jackass makes more money than this." And you're right. I think it quadrupled box office. Actually,
1: no. So, well, domestically, I don't know. I don't Jackass know for sure. made twenty three million dollars. Twenty three and a half million dollars. This made ten.
0: Well, and let's also the, consider that Jackass probably cost like $4,000 to make.
1: Jackass cost, if I'm not mistaken, like $10 million. Moonfall cost 14 times as much money to make. I can guarantee you, like, a fifth of that was Eric Andre and Machine Gun Kelly getting paid to be in Jackass forever. Um, but, like, this is, like, I saw this on Sunday night at 7 p.m. It was the, my two friends and I in a 300 plus seat theater. And there was one family at the very top of the theater. Only people in there. Yep. Me too.
0: Me saw too. Jackass on saw Saturday.
1: There was at least 20, 30 people, 30 something people in that theater watching Jackass forever on Saturday. So yeah, I'm
0: going to see that tomorrow. I haven't seen that one yet.
1: Oh, that's just a fun time. It, it's a, you know, what. Uh, And I had so much I there's two times I almost stopped breathing with my mask on laughing in the middle of the theater watching Jackass. That did not happen watching this movie.
0: Look, it takes a lot to get me to walk out of a movie. But I legitimately almost walked out of Moonfall when they started doing all the exposition. I was just like, I'm already not having a good time. Like, you know, but I was like, but I got but I'm doing this review and I already paid the money to see it. And I feel like we're getting close to the end. Like. It's fine. I'm. It's. This isn't like I have to continue to endure this. This is just. There's nothing that I've liked so far, you know. Um, <coughs> I, I, so I guess to... at this point,
1: for me, final thoughts: trash. Why didn't this come out in January?
0: Here's here's another thing <laughs> that I thought was so stupid about this movie, is we find out. And I thought this was stupid for the beginning, right? So we initially think that the moon is built by aliens. Why is it made out of steel beams and LED lights (laughs) and glass? And then when we find out it's built by ancient humans in another galaxy, why is it still made out of the same elements that we have on Earth? It annoyed me way more than it ever should have because... You can't make steel on Jupiter <laughs> Like Now you can't you know Live on Jupiter but like We're dealing with completely different elements In a completely different galaxy Why are they still making Why does their civilization look like it could be made on Earth There are trees There is glass Their architecture is similar <laughs> They also made an Alexa Like <laughs> why That's where they got messed up <laughs> like, why is the moon still made of steel and glass?
1: This just makes me want to watch the red Letter media review of this movie Ooh. because I just want to listen to all of them just go back and forth at each other. But why this?
0: <laughs> but why that? I, I know and that's that was me for this whole movie. Like, and th- it feels like they're sequel baiting at the end, and there's no way. There's no 100%. way there's going to be a sequel, and I don't even know if Roland Emmerich ever intended to make a sequel for this movie, but there's definitely the, like, with the when when, when they tell, let's when the moon movie tells Samuel Tarley that he is part of the moon now, he's like, great, and they're like, well, let's get started. He's like, get started doing what? And the movie ends, and it's like, I don't care what, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, they're definitely sequel baiting, but it's like, Man, no, nobody's gonna go see Moonfall two, um, and they're not gonna make it if it's already 140 million dollar movie that's still currently only made 10 million dollars. Terrible, <sighs> man. Look, for movie, there's a lot of movies like this that I still own. I still enjoy. There's a lot of movies I walk out of the theater and I'm like, that's not great, but I'd like to see that again. You know, There's a lot of movies that I'm like, I like that. I don't know that I want to watch it a lot, but like I still would be interested in owning it whenever it drops on sale because I see myself, you know, Eyes of Tammy Faye is that way, right? I left the theater, I'm like, that's a good movie. It's not a great movie. I definitely see, could see myself watching that again in the future. I'll buy it when it comes on sale and that'll be that. I left thinking, even though this is a big, dumb, stupid movie about the moon falling... And I legitimately could have a fun time with that. There's not a chance I will watch a second of this movie ever again. (laughs) And not even for like, maybe I was wrong or maybe I wasn't in a good mindset. Like, no. And there's no way that 10 years from now, this movie's like, hey, why did everybody sleep on Moonfall back in the day? Not a chance. This is a piece of trash. It's the big stinky poo poo.
1: Mmm, trash. I love trash. That, trash, trash, trash.
0: That would be my letterboxed review. Big sticky poo poo. If my letterboxed review already isn't. And I quote I cannot say this lightly enough. Fuck this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's a wrap here on this review. <laughs> I can't say anything better. I
0: think we just need to wrap up this. <laughs> yeah, that feels like a good place to end. If you you still haven't seen it, please don't. Um, (laughs) If you have seen it, I hope you had a good time. And you know, we didn't scratch the surface, even, of why this movie sucks. Um, There's lots of reasons.
1: Well, at least they had a convenient tunnel (laughs)
0: to get to the center of the moon. Okay,
1: I'm stopping, (sighs) because I don't want to talk about this anymore.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) Well, hopefully next time we have you on Shane, it won't be to talk about this big stinky piece, big stinky piece of poo poo. Hopefully, sometimes we'll you just it. gotta watch that poo poo. I know, man. Like, how much more am I gonna like Jackass tomorrow from seeing Moonfall? Now? Like, I'm gonna have the best time tomorrow. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for talking about this bad movie with me. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It was a lot yeah. more
1: fun than the movie
0: definitely definitely you know i've had a smile on my face for most of this time so that's you know that's good so um all right moonfall playing in a theater near you but don't go see it Run away